This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRadio.com. And joining me right now on the line uh, is going to, our guest is going to go and speak with us when it comes to the cannabis industry and Internet of Things. About what cannabis producers could need to do to maintain ideal growing conditions and optimize energy use in order to ensure profitable cannabis production. And joining me to talk about that is the Chief Services Officer for Buildings IoT or Internet of Things, Gina Elliott joins me on here at Grassroots Marketing. Gina, thanks for being on with us. Mm, thanks, Jorge. Pleasure to be here. My pleasure. So, in, uh, in, in the information that comes across about Buildings IoT, uh, the points made about with the cannabis industry that we need to embrace smart technology and cannabis growth facility analytics to improve products, streamline maintenance, and maximize profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a study that was made about how energy intensive cannabis cultivation is and estimates have said that total energy used in the u.s for cannabis cultivation equal the energy consumed by all the rest of the country's agricultural industry combined and we know right now energy costs are rising inflation is here and mm-hmm. you know for various resources it's very hard to come by so you're helping with various building systems and automation controls to to help cannabis producers need help with what they need to maintain ideal growing conditions and optimize energy use in order to ensure that cannabis production to be sound and effective. Talk to me about really the level of services that your team provides. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Well, little backstory on me. Um, I've actually worked for um, manufacturers and a lot of our equipment are in a lot of the cannabis farms today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the interesting thing about that is I myself um, come from a, a, a very long line of agriculturalists or farmers. Mm-hmm. So um, very familiar with um, uh, agriculture, and, although we didn't grow cannabis, of course, but uh, very familiar with that. Um, the difference is that today, like with cannabis, you, you can't grow cannabis outside. You have to grow it indoors. Um, and so that's, that's a great thing. Um, but then it actually comes with a little bit of baggage. So the good thing about that is it allows growers to be able to, um, produce better crops, uh, eliminate some of the things that you'd find outdoors, like pests, um, and weather that might impact growth. But, um, the baggage on that. I want to ask you a question because you're talking about that it has to be grown indoors. 
You feel like that the, the majority of most effective cannabis cultivation has to be indoor or greenhouse? I, I think it depends on the state because some states right. regulate that it has to be grown indoors. But yeah. since you're used to so many states and particular climates never being always conducive, it's not like it can be like in Florida, which is such an agricultural hub that or you know, a lot of people will grow sun grown or do hydroponics or things like that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, many of the, the bulk of the states, let's just say, yes, they will prefer to go <clears throat> indoor. Yes. Well, I mean, if you look at Maine, I think Maine was like one of the first states. And if you, I mean, yeah. What's your grow? I mean, I mean, cannabis in itself is a weed, so it should be able to grow anywhere the conditions are good for it. But if you look at Maine, um, and I, I and I have a friend that actually has a grow farm up there, and it's all indoors, of course, because if it wasn't, they'd have majority of the year when they couldn't grow. Mm -hmm. So, um, but with that. Uh, when you start bringing that indoors, you're going to start incurring some different, some different expenses. A lot of that is around energy, but the technology is, is good today. So it can help the growers in a number of ways. And it's not just about energy. There's lots of different technology to help with different types of problems and issues. So you're right. Energy conservation, a lot of that comes around HVAC and of course, lighting. So you're getting a lot of energy consumption, um, but there's also technology that you, where you can integrate things with um, HVAC in your lighting with your um, monitors, uh, with your sensors for monitoring things like soil, water, all those things. And the technology today is it lets you be a lot more proactive. So you can monitor these things in real time and adjust accordingly. So I would probably say one of the best things with the technology today is that it actually tracks that data and it's extremely important. So whether the technology that you're using today is helping you with the energy conservation or with mitigating some of the energy expense, one of the most important things I would say for um, a cannabis farmer is to utilize that data because it will help them in future crops as well. So getting back to energy um, <clears throat> there, the technology today allows you to monitor the environment, um, everything from, you know, the humidity to the temperature. Uh, and the other thing is that it can, some of the equipment, the HVAC equipment can cycle and use different types of components to recycle air or to use heat um, or what it needs. And so a lot of these, this equipment is, is actually made specific to the, the needs of the cannabis grower. But you need to create a controlled environment. And yes. What, what it comes down to is to go ahead and grow the best possible plants, the right yield at the right time with the least amount of pests uh, and bacteria with the, the amount of any kind of uh, external factors that could come in that can hinder or stunt the growth of any good cannabis plant. That's what you're looking to do. And that's what you're trying to offer here. And now it's interesting. You talk about how the air quality is so important. One of the blog posts you talk about uh, when it comes to the best practices for a cannabis facility is smart air quality sensors, uh, mm -hmm. preventing contamination, stress and controlled climate. Well, in, in these growth facilities, what are some of the things that could be encountered that, 
these air sensors could find, and uh, you're just talking about HVAC equipment, what is it that, that comes in even with this controlled environment? What kind of things can make their way in? CO2. That's the biggest. Okay. And, and you're going to get, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you're going to get fluctuating levels of CO2 based on the HVAC equipment. And so it's just another aspect that you need to monitor in that facility. So that's the, the biggest one for as far as air quality. And so the levels of CO2 are, are can directly impact uh, the growth of the plant. Um, also the, the humidity, the moisture, the temperature, the pest, everything within that. So that's actually probably one of the best technologies that you can have to well, help now, you grow superior plants. At this point, have there been enough uh, innovations or improvements into heating, ventilation, air conditioning to help warrant these kind of issues? I mean, is there something there that I'm wondering if I'm missing something? I mean, you no, to I mean, take care of these factors, but you would think that whatever kind of uh, what was being brought in to go and help to ventilate and to give to, to remove that CO2, I mean. What is it is, I mean, is there anything out there right now that you're able to look at that could avoid that? I mean, really, there's all the systems you could put in right now to make sure to protect and and to preserve the plants. But then what can be done to have anything, any outlying forces to coming into the greenhouse or into the indoor grow? So, for instance, let's say you have a big piece of HVAC equipment, okay, and that's bringing in outdoor air. Mm-hmm. And so inside your facility, you'll have um, your, your VABs and you'll have uh, dampers and you'll have, um, if something gets stuck, let's say, it's going to impact the air that's coming in. Right. So it's not actually coming in and that's going to impact that. So that's not really equipment. So the equipment is always doing what it's supposed to do. But it's all these other underlying factors because it's actually very complex so you have different types of equipment and different components that can impact that. So what you really want to do is a lot of times is you can deploy things like analytics or even uh, machine learning uh, to, to some of the equipment. And you can monitor, monitor those things. So, for instance, you might see that you have an, an HVAC system and it's monitoring the, the temperature flow and then it's comparing what's coming in to what actually should be happening over here. And then it says, well, wait a second. Um, something's not aligned. It's not running as it should. There's a problem here. And so then it will alert you and say, you got a problem here. You need to fix this. And this might happen if you don't. So it identifies a fault in either the equipment itself or how the equipment is running or with the result that you're expecting out of that equipment. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. If let's 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 say you have a grow facility and um, there's a piece of equipment that isn't running right, you won't know it, and unless something tells you, unless you notice something, you feel it, you smell it, or something else. Now, how long is that going to take? Is it going to take a couple of hours, a couple of days, a couple of months? And if it takes that long, imagine the impact it's going to have on the environment and to the product itself. So with analytics, mm -hmm. with analytics, it gives you the opportunity 
Um, and it provides the value of knowing at that time so that you can adjust accordingly. You want to be more proactive. You want to be more predictive and you want to be less reactive, especially around um, a product like that, that it's, it's impacted every minute of the day right. by its environment. Buildings IoT has great systems to go ahead and effectively maintain and control this controlled environment. There are still overlying factors within the equipment itself, the HVAC equipment, that, you know, to be able to go and sustain the proper conditions. Um, I want to find out what are some of the things you need to think about. If, if there's anything in terms of what the equipment can be and what, if there's a, the importance of the investment in the equipment you put in to make sure that the least amount of effort is needed to make sure the plants grow and harvest correctly. So this is what I would say to that. I would say that you need to look if, if, if I were to start up a grow farm today, mm-hmm. there's a couple things I would do, and this would be my best practice. Number one is I would look for equipment that is specific to the environment to I need to what I need. Not all of it is going to be the same. So in a cannabis farm, you need to look for technology that um, has heat recovery technology in it. And that helps to maintain a, a certain temperature while, you know, working with both the lights and the heat. Um, and so some, when the heat's rejected and recovered, it can be trans transmitted back into the room mm-hmm. so you don't have any waste and you're not introducing anything from the outside back in. So a heat recovery technology would be something I would look at. Um, the other thing was I would look for equipment because as plants grow and throughout that plant life cycle, they're going to have different needs and you're going to have very different loads coming in from your equipment. So you need equipment that can handle that. That's, that's two things I would look like, look at in equipment. The other thing is I would look for um, a, a contractor, an installer or a designer that is very knowledgeable of the cannabis grow industry and work with them directly. So it, you can't just go to a Lowe's or Home Depot or, or even to some and just get it. It's, it should be very specific because your environment changes as that plant grows. And it's not only just that plant, it's all the plants. So when you start out with a little seed, the needs within that environment is very different than when a hundred of those plants are now at its full cycle. So that load has to change to accommodate that. It's extremely important. The other thing, and as a farmer, as a cannabis farmer, one of the things I can't stress enough um, is the data. You need to always have access to the data on on everything that goes on in that um, controlled environment, okay? And I'll tell you why, because this right here is going to impact your profitability. Um, It's going to help you grow stronger crops. It's going to help with eliminating things like disease and reduce pests and, and make sure you got the right soil and the right water. But when you take all the technology that you have within that growth facility, it's just not the HVAC equipment. It's the lighting. It's the indoor air quality sensors. Mm-hmm. It's the occupancy sensors. It's the humidity sensors. It's the water sensors. It's all of those things. 
So if you put all that together and you make sure that you get the data from all of that, then you can analyze the patterns and see maybe I need to adjust certain things to produce better plants or to eliminate this or eliminate that. And so that data, it's a lot of data science behind it, but I would make sure that all of the systems, not just your HVAC, very important, but you should also make sure that all of these things, all these things integrate in together. And when they can integrate in together, they'll give you a lot of data that will help you say, okay, I had a great crop this year. Mm-hmm. How, why was it better than last year? What was it in the controlled environment or in the environment itself that helped that be better? And, um, or if something wasn't right, you could probably say, okay, my humidity was too high, or, you know, there was a fire out in California and we didn't close the damper and it got into the facility and it impacted all of this. So there's so many, the data is almost as crucial as, as the systems itself. Yeah. The intricacy of this infrastructure you have, this enterprise architecture and data flow. You look at the website, folks, buildingsiot.com. Just look under platform. And I look at this graphic here. And I look at all the systems you have from the building and cloud systems to data collection and model development to data transformation. And then to the third-party systems to grab those analytics and put them together. Intricate. And it works with so many different platforms out there as well for enterprise uh for various platforms i mean it's it's like every answer is there i mean there's so many there's so much there um i can't even wrap my head around i don't have enough time to go and talk about how this all works out so for those that are on here listening in your indoor growers your cultivators and you're saying okay i need a kind of platform like this i need this kind of information and hell, if I got to get somebody on board that can understand it, let's do it. But of course, you can help them with that as well. Talk to people if they go to the buildingsiot.com, what they should do if they're interested in getting your platform. So if you go on buildingsiot.com, uh, you have, we have different ways you can connect with us. Uh, just send us an email, give us a call, and uh, we'll sit down, talk with you about some of the needs and uh, actually help you to design that. So it's not only about the technology, so we are a technology provider, but we also do a lot of that design work and we're actually what you call master systems integrators. Mm -hmm. And what MSI does is it helps to bring very different types of technology and equipment together to give you that data that I was talking about earlier. So we're kind of a full spectrum um, if you're if if you need that design, we'll help you to make sure you get the suitable equipment that you need, um, that you get the technology you need, and that you apply it that is specific to your business needs to help you become more profitable. Amazing. Again, I'm here with Gina Elliott, Chief Services Officer for BuildingsIoT.com. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. And like I said. People should come back to you for this conversation and know that, listen, we we didn't even scratch the surface. There's so much to learn about this. Go to the website. There's a great blog poster, great resource base, great information, and there's a lot to learn about the platform. And, of course, reach out to them and, and learn more. Thanks again, Gina, for being on with us. Thank you, Hori. Glad to be here. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.